This is the Wellness Puzzle Podcast with Andrew Jobling, author, speaker, educator, entrepreneur, and AFL player. Join Andrew as he continues his lifelong journey as a student of human behavior. This podcast will help you live your passion, explore your potential, step into your power, and embrace your possibilities. Your possibilities. Possibilities. Hello, this is Andrew Jobling. Welcome to the Wellness Puzzle Podcast for another week. I'm about to speak to the wonderful Josie Warren, who lives in Denver, Colorado, and she's an incredibly inspiring lady doing wonderful, wonderful things, helping people heal themselves, helping people jump into their lives and build their own natural internal resilience. And she's got a story and a half, that's for sure. She found herself in her early 20s riddled with autoimmune diseases from Hashimoto's to lupus to MS. And you might find this hard to believe, but within a few months, all those conditions, mental health issues, physical issues were gone from her body because of what she's about to share with me. So this is going to be a pretty incredible conversation with someone who has overcome things that many never do simply because she learned to tap into her inner resilience and jump into life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this fabulous conversation with Josie Warren. Wonderful to be here with Josie all the way in Denver, Colorado. Hello, Josie. Hi, Andrew. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. Wonderful to have you on. You're an amazing, amazing lady for sure. I am just looking at your website and I was just scrolling through Josie and just looking and the first thing that really grabbed my attention is that you talk about reclaiming your life and over six years free of autoimmune disorder and mental health issues. I truly feel I've saved my own life and now my purpose on earth is to teach others how to save theirs. That's so good. So you've got a mission, haven't you? I do. I feel very passionate about teaching people a way out of chronic health issues, of mental health issues as well. And I truly feel it's my life purpose. That's good. And we need more people like you, Josie, for sure, because we have a medical profession, which do the best they can do based on what they know. But sometimes give people very misleading information, prognosis, diagnosis, whatever it might be about their possibility of overcoming sickness and living a purposeful life. So we need people like you that have done it, you've overcome it, and now you're inspiring and helping other people. So good on you for doing what you're doing. That's awesome. Thank you. So before we get into the meat of stuff and we want to hear your story, and obviously there's been autoimmune issues, you've had mental health issues, which you've overcome, Mm -hmm. and now you're inspiring other people, which is wonderful. What are you doing now? Josie, tell us how you're doing that. What's really exciting you at the moment? Oh, like just generally in my life? Yeah, generally with your life and what you're doing and how you're doing it. Just let's get to know Josie Warren. Yeah, I personally very excited. It's summertime here in the United States. Stop rubbing it. I know you are all in your winter time, I believe. Is that correct? Yeah. You can see how I'm dressed. Yes. Yeah, we are middle of summer. So I've been camping in some national parks, paddle boarding, hiking, just really getting outside. So Personally, I am loving the time of year and the weather. Professionally, I'm very excited. I have launched a new program that I've been working on for probably about six months that I've been refining. Um, We've been refining this program for years now, and I've had my first few people graduate from it, and they've gotten the best results in the fastest amount of time that I've really ever seen. So I know that how I'm fine-tuning health and healing 
here with what I'm doing with my students is very exciting, very much on the cutting edge and just can't wait to see more people come through and get better. That's so good, isn't it? So when you wake up in the morning, Josie, tell me, Mm -hmm. what's that first thought? What's that first feeling for you? For me, Andrew, my feeling is just excitement to be alive, just kind of jumping out of bed and being excited, thankful and grateful for my life and excited to have a new day to see what I can learn, to know that I'm making a real difference. And I truly am. I have energy. I'm excited. Every morning when I get up, of course, it feels a little different day to day, but that's a huge contrast to the probably 25 plus, 27 plus years that I woke up out of bed feeling miserable, sad, defeated, wanted to go back to sleep, pressing my snooze button, you know, feeling depressed and very tired. Yeah. The reason I ask you that question is because, well, I believe every single person on this planet is here for a reason. You've found your purpose. I've found my purpose. But I think there's a lot of people that wake up in the morning and they still, oh, another day. They drag themselves out of bed. They're lacking energy. Mm. They're lacking purpose. They're lacking meaning in their life. And I hope that this conversation with you can maybe help some people get to that point where they can wake up every morning, not maybe one or two mornings, but every morning and go, yay, another day. What's going to happen today? What can I do today? What can I create? What can I learn? What change can I help people make? It's a wonderful way to live, isn't it? It is. And to all listeners out there, it's possible. If I can do it, you can do it. I've been right there in your shoes if you're feeling just like Andrew described, down and purposeless and not knowing why you're here, there is a meaning and a purpose and you can find it. It just lives in you. It does. It does. Yeah. Awesome. And it is important for people to know they do have meaning and purpose. And I think that's the first thing. They may not know what it is, but at least if they know it's there, they can go, okay, well, now I've just got to find it. So. Do you mind if I just comment right on what you said? Because I love what you said. And I do want to just clarify too, for listeners, the mistake I made was I tried to find my meaning and purpose, things outside of me in, let's say my work or my job or doing something differently or in family. But what I had to find was true meaning and purpose lives within me and to learn to be my own meaning and purpose. Wow. That's truly how you find meaning and purpose in life from my experience is you need to be your own meaning and purpose. And that was the switch that I made instead of the constant struggle, which never lasts of trying to find it in things and people outside of me. Wow. That's very deep. We've got very deep, very early on in this podcast, which that's okay, but that's incredible. I love what you just said there, because don't we strive always for external achievement, external validation, external respect. And it never lasts, does it? We chase things thinking they'll make us happy or give us purpose that are temporary often. I know that's been a lot of my life chasing. I played professional football and thinking once I'm a professional athlete, then I will feel good about me or have meaning or have purpose and never found it. And you're right. It's the same thing. You've got to find it within So let's just start telling us about this process for you, Josie, where obviously you've been in a pretty dark place in your life in terms of your health and your well-being. Give us maybe an intro to how that all began for you. Yeah. So for me, Andrew, I was a child who was 
troubled. And that was pretty apparent when I was about eight years old. I was already contemplating suicide and thinking about what it would be like if I didn't live on this earth. And just really, like many children, didn't like who I was, but didn't know a way out. Was a perfectionist. Was trying to get all that meaning and value from doing things and from others. And again, like you shared, that did not last. So I was always searching for what was going to make me feel good and what was going to do that permanently. And nothing seemed to do that. Meanwhile, my health as a kid, I was always the kid with the strep or sinus ear infections. And as I progressed into my teenage years, those conditions turned into more noticeable conditions, things like rheumatoid arthritis, depression and anxiety, ADHD, eating disorder. And all the while, I'm feeling very out of control of myself. My mental health felt very out of control. And I just didn't know how to feel solid and grounded in who I was and to feel like I had meaning and purpose on this earth, quite honestly. And I continued down this path. No one would have known this if they would have seen me. I looked like your normal everyday person, you know, but behind the scenes, behind the skin, I was really suffering and struggling. And I just didn't know how to handle my life, be it a breakup, be it a move, be it the loss of my father or going off to school, leaving home. I just didn't know how to handle the everyday stressors of life. So I suppressed it all and just moved on and thought maybe the emotional pain of my experiences would just dissipate somehow. But unfortunately, it didn't. And if it never I look, does, it never does. We try to shove it into the bag, but the bag lives inside of us and it doesn't go away. And the way I like to think of it is eventually I popped. My body reached a point. Um, when I was about 22 years old, where after a lifetime of suppressed emotional stress and experiences, it couldn't take any more. And it moved into a nervous system called the sympathetic nervous system, which is where we live. If we have autoimmune or chronic health issues or chronic emotional issues, I got stuck there in a state of fight or flight. My body started developing more severe health issues autoimmune disorders, where your immune system attacks different parts of your body. So starting at 22, I developed Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which is my immune system attacking my thyroid. From there, you know, about six months later, I got lupus. About a year later, I started getting early stages of MS and ver uh, immune deficiency disorder. And all the while, I, in the background, I was trying to figure myself out. I went to school and graduate school to become a licensed professional counselor, was helping other people with their feelings and their emotions. And here I was completely drowning, struggling both physically and emotionally and didn't see a way out. Went to all kinds of healers and practitioners, tried different, all different kinds, you, you name it. I tried the food diet, you know, taking foods out, supplements, medications, all kinds of specialists. And yet my health kept getting worse to the point that I had to leave my career and truly felt that I wasn't going to make it to 30. That's where I was with my health at that point. And doctors said I was going to have these conditions for the rest of my life. And I really felt like I got the short end of the stick at, at you, that point. You sure did, Josie. You got the short end of the stick for sure. That's full on. But we are going to take a quick break because I want to come back and go back a little bit because there's some really 
key points, I think, before we move on to the journey you went through to come out the other end. I think there's some really important lessons we want to discuss. So let's have a quick break and we'll come back and jump into it. The shedding of tears after a significant achievement, a meaningful moment or purposeful pursuit is an indication of the powerful emotional joy we all strive for in our lives. What if there was a process for personal transformation that could lead to regular tears of joy moments? In Tears of Joy, Andrew Joblin provides the simple steps that will predictably lead to many meaningful moments of significance, achievement, and well-being. This book offers a sure and certain pathway to transformation that lasts. To purchase Tears of Joy or any of Andrew's other books, go to andrewjobling.com.au. Okay, Josie, so let's go back. I want to go back to this eight-year-old child that you spoke about that you said you were struggling, you were a perfectionist, you had a lot of uncertainty. Where did that come from? Where do you think that started for you? So, Andrew, I'm going to share a perspective, if you're open to it, that's going to be different than I would say a typical person listening is probably thinking I'm going to be sharing about Okay, this. well, I'm yeah. open. I'm a little bit scared, but I'm open. It's just different if that, okay. if that works. Different um, works. So I'll preface by saying that, again, I used to be a therapist. So if you would have asked me that question seven or 10 years ago, I would have absolutely said that the way I was was because of my mom and my dad and my dad's drinking and my parents fighting and the addiction issues that happened in my household. I would have told you a whole boatload of issues that I believe was the causes of why I had emotional issues at that age. But what I have come to find is that actually for myself and all of the students that I work with, our past actually doesn't have any power on us and how we handle life. So for me, I know that my issues came from me personally and my fear of life and my inability to handle stress. And that is not something that my parents did or did not do to me. It wasn't something that happened to me genetically. That was just me. And I know that in all the people that I have worked with, I have found that people with chronic health conditions and autoimmune disorders, there's nothing wrong with us. We're just people who were born into this world, not well-wired to handle okay. the stressors of life. Okay. That's a really interesting perspective and I like it because it's easy yeah. to blame parents, isn't it? Yes. And you can blame parents, but you can't change the past. Therefore, it sometimes can be very hard to reconcile your past. Can't change. Exactly. That's the way it was, but we can always change us. Exactly, Andrew. That is my perspective and philosophy is the years I spent focused on trying to wish that the past was different were really wasted years because there was nothing that doing that would help me change in the present. But once I realized that the only person I have control over is myself, and I always had a choice in my response to life, and I always do have a choice in my response to life, then I can give myself a different perspective and take my power back and control back from the things and people of the past that possibly I've given it away to with that old perspective for me that I used to have. Well, the reality is, Josie, that stress, anxiety, fear, depression, all comes from us focusing on things outside of our control. Always comes from focusing on things in the future. And I just wrote a blog recently called There Is No Future. I mean, future really, if you think about it, is 
magical and mystical. It will never appear. We'll never live in our future because by the time we're in a couple of years, it's present. So the future never actually comes. And so we always think about what I should do in the future. What do I need to do? But tomorrow never comes because by the time midnight clicks over, it's now today. And so the people spend so much time in the future thinking about what's going to happen and it creates this incredible anxiety. They go back into the past and think about all the things they should have done, didn't do, hadn't done, all the people that wronged them and said this to them and parents dropped them on the head when they were three years old and whatever might have happened. And that causes all this depression. We have people that spend so much time living out of their sphere of control that that's, I believe, the thing that creates the most stress on the body. And as soon as we go, okay, well, what can I do? What choice can I make in this situation? And I love what you just said. We get to choose. I can choose if something's good or bad. I can choose if something's a bad thing or a great lesson. I can choose if it's undesirable or an opportunity. I get to choose. And that choice totally changes our perspective. Yeah. And do you mind if I reframe something that you shared into my understanding of it? What you had shared too, this is going to sound maybe very how, how could this be to your listeners? But what I have actually found, and I can speak more to this in a little bit, is that there is power in thinking ahead. That when I had my autoimmune and chronic illness, I was very scared and fragile and was really scared of what might happen in the future and the potential stressors or things that could happen. So I hid from everything. And what I have found, which I'll be talking more about, which is the solution to stress, is actually the importance of looking forward and to anticipate the stressors that we might have and to not just anticipate, but to in a healthy way, prepare for them and know what I can do to support myself in the future stressors so that I can be resilient and able to be adaptive and bounce back to them. So it's kind of the opposite. We want people talk about being in the now or being in the present. But what I have found is actually, no, we need to be thinking into the future and being realistic about what can I anticipate knowing life and the reality of life and knowing my life so that I can give myself the best chance now and into the future that I can. Yeah, I think that's a good perspective. And you're right. I certainly don't think people should not think about the future or have a vision for the life they want to live. I just think once you have that and you've got some clarity around what it looks like, now we focus on what we do today because the future will be determined by how we choose or what we choose in the moment. Anyway, that's a wonderful perspective. So Josie, the other thing that I just wanted to touch on is obviously when there's this inner conflict, when we live in anxiety, you talked about the sympathetic nervous system, when this emotional stress we create, and we do create it, it's easy to blame again, other people for their anger or their anxiety or their fear. It's easy to do that, but the bottom line is we create it based on our perspective on how we look at things. And those thoughts and those emotions creates a physical consequence on our body. You started with Hashimoto's and you talked about lupus, you said? Yeah, lupus. MS. So these are all physical. MS, a whole handful. These are all physical symptoms and physical conditions, but they started because of, I guess, your emotional state. So it's important to understand that we get to control in a large way our physical well-being. Yes, I'm glad that you brought that up, Andrew, because our society, at least in how I lived, I thought that stress was handed to me by things that were happening to me. I truly thought that it was 
you know, that the loss of a person or it was the job or it was the boss or the family member that was causing me, giving me stress. And what I have realized, which is very key to understanding health and healing, both physically and emotionally, is that stress comes from us. It comes from us. It's created by us that I like to call it inner turmoil. And stress comes from all the negative ways that we beat ourselves up day in and day out. And that inner turmoil lives inside of us. And every time there's a stressor, it bumps our inner turmoil, shakes us up and creates this stress response. But the response is coming from us. It's not given to us by anything else. And if you think about the example of flying on an airplane, Think about the different kinds of stress responses people can have to the same stimuli. I mean, you might have people like my grandma who takes medication because she has such a stress response, such a turmoil response. Or you might know people like my sister who loves the airplane more than being on land. And we have the whole spectrum in there. So we can see from this that it's never the things in our life that cause us stress. Stress singularly comes from us. And our response to these things based on how much inner turmoil we have. And if I work on myself and resolve my inner turmoil, there's going to be nothing for life to shake up inside of me. I'm not going to be having that overly stressed response that I was having when I was someone for me with my chronic health conditions and emotional issues. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. And that then leads on to you now presenting with Hashimoto's and lupus and MS, and you go and present yourself to conventional medicine. And this is not anything against conventional medicine, because I think there's some amazing people in the medical space doing incredible things to help people. I agree. However, they know what they know. And you were told that you've now got these conditions, you've got autoimmune, you're just going to have to live with that for the rest of your life. People get told this all the time they're on medication forever, or this is a terminal illness, or you've got this amount of time to live or whatever. And what they're not taking into account is the power that each of us hold inside of us to heal. And you've obviously tapped into that. So what I'd love to chat about, Josie, we can start and then we can talk more about it if we run out of time in this session is when you were bombarded with physical stuff and easy to spiral into, well, that's it. Effectively, my life's over. What was the trigger point that you said, no, that's not my life. I'm going to heal myself and tell us a little bit about that journey. Yeah. Well, I had a a little bit of a health awakening. I like to call it when I went to a Western medicine doctor. And again, I agree with you. Western medicine is great for what they know and what they do, but unfortunately they have no solution for chronic health conditions. That's why we call them chronic to them. They are lifelong and ongoing. And I actually had a Western medicine doctor tell me, Hey, Josie, what you're doing is not working. And when, what I was using in Western medicine, he says, what you're doing is not working. I don't think it's ethical. What some of these doctors are, have you on. And I just want you to know that. And I really appreciated that because it turned me into more of an alternative and functional medicine route where I met a woman, a practitioner here in Denver who learned about what I, all the conditions I had and guided me towards an organization here in Denver who help people, she said, like me, who have issues and health considerations that doctors, traditional doctors have no solutions for. And I was very open to anything at that point because I had really hit quite a rock bottom and at that time wasn't working and didn't really see much of a way out. 
in terms of my health, my life was full of appointments and blood work and restrictive diets and grocery store visits. And that was about it. And so I came to an organization here in Denver, Colorado called a new life center. And I joined a clinical study they were having for a year long study for people like me who had chronic illnesses and chronic conditions. And I came to the orientation and I brought my big stack of paperwork of all my conditions and my diagnoses. And my now mentor, the creator of the program, looked at me and looked at my diagnosis and just kind of said, you know, why are you doing this to yourself? And I looked at him like he was crazy. And then it hit me. And I said, oh, my goodness. I said, wow. I said, there is a me in this. And at that moment, I started to realize that these conditions and these illnesses I was having were not just randomized and they didn't just hop on my doorstep, that there was a me and that just like stress, they were coming from me. They had to be a creator and that creator was me. And I knew there had to be a direct relation between my very dark emotional state and my physical health unfurling. There had to be a connection and Through that, I started to realize that there was, and in a good way, if these illnesses and conditions were coming from me, then I saw that I could be the key and I could be the solution and the way out. And it was with that awareness that there was a me in this and that these were coming from me. They weren't coming from my genetics. They weren't coming from the foods or the water or pathogens or bacteria, that it was coming from me and my emotional state and the years of suppressed stress that I had, then I knew I could find a way out. And I was taught how to handle life and stress in a completely new and novel way, which then allowed my body to heal and self-repair. And there's a whole science behind that, again, of moving me out of that sympathetic nervous system state where my body could never get better and my physical and emotional state could never get better into the parasympathetic nervous system where I could, and the body does heal and self-repair naturally. And I found that the missing piece for me was stress. I'd never learned how to handle stress. And that's all I needed to do to heal. And that was a six-year journey from really that point to the point where you now had overcome these conditions that were gone from your body. Well, surprisingly, Andrew, that process, I'm going to be honest with your listeners, and it might sound crazy, but really... mm, it was about three or four months awesome. that that took for my body to heal and self-repair that it, once I learned how to handle the stress of my life, truly by building resilience. And I can speak more about that because people think they understand resilience, but trust me, they don't really know how to do resilience or else chronic health conditions would not be an epidemic worldwide. When we actually are learning a new perspective of life and stress, We are able to quickly exit the sympathetic, enter the parasympathetic, and it's literally a matter of weeks and months. And I know this from my experience and that of my students, for a body to heal and self-repair chronic conditions that doctors say they have no explanation for. That's awesome. Almost like a miracle. Wonderful. Well, let's keep people hanging on because we're going to have a quick break and we'll come back and we'll talk about some of those simple thoughts that people can start acting on today. Running a personal training or group fitness business usually means hours organizing bookings, answering missed messages, and chasing payments. Until you discover the Fiddy Trainer app. 
Fiddy becomes the heart of your fitness business by driving your sales. Fiddy gets you paid faster, helps maintain your clients, and simplifies arranging bookings by automating everything. Let Fiddy focus on your business health so you can focus on your clients. Visit Fiddy.com to download or schedule a live demo. Josie, that's pretty amazing. I hope people listening are getting excited, particularly people that may have some kind of chronic condition that they've been battling with for a long time. And their thought was, well, I've just got to manage this. I've just got to put up with this. I've got to accept this. To know that within a few months, you were able to remove all symptoms of those what you would consider serious medical conditions to remove them from your body when you were told there is no way that would ever happen. That's pretty miraculous. Yes. But then what the human body can do is pretty miraculous. And I think it's just believing in the power that we have inside of us. And I know we don't have a huge amount of time and I don't want to go into too much, but what are some of the things you did that was able to move you so quickly to healing? You talked about resilience. What you said, well, most people don't know how to do resilience. Okay, so tell us how to do resilience. Great. So first, resilience and my working definition of resilience, it is the antidote to stress. It's our natural and innate ability to be adaptive to life and to bounce back quickly in times of stress. And what I want people to know and your listeners to know is that resilience is natural and innate to who we are as humans, that as a species, we would not have made it to this year and be the dominant species in the world if we weren't wildly naturally resilient. It's a cornerstone of who we are as humans, but unfortunately, resilience has gone weak, kind of like a muscle. And if you have a chronic health condition or emotional condition, it's just a sign, not good or bad but that your resilience muscle has gotten weak. And we know that our resilience muscle has gotten weak if we have a chronic condition, because again, we're stuck in that sympathetic nervous system in fight or flight, where our fight or flight is picking up on the everyday chronic ongoing stress of our life and thinking that we're under a constant threat and keeping us locked on. So when we learn how to handle the stressors of our life in healthy and productive ways, fight or flight picks up on that and senses that you are no longer under a threat anymore and turns off. And the way we get fight or flight to turn off and for a body to enter into the parasympathetic nervous system is to grow and build natural resilience. But the problem is that people have identified resilience, but they truly don't understand how to build and grow it. It's not about mantras. It's not about looking at the positive. It's not about reframing situations. It's actually about using the very life that we have as an opportunity to grow and learn. And for me as a person, and this is my experience, to jump out into life, the very life that if I've had a chronic condition, I've been hiding away from, to proactively jump out into life, into the challenges of my life with the sole purpose to grow and to learn. So that's what someone needs to do to build resilience is to go out into life, into the challenges to realize that life is not a straight line across or up, that our life looks like the mountains and everyone's life does. It has highs and lows and peaks and valleys, and that is everyone's life. And if I can accept the reality of life, then my life and everyone's life is going to be full of a bunch of stressors, a lot that I can't anticipate because we all have pretty much the same ones. 
Then from that perspective, instead of becoming fragile and weak, I go out into the stressors of life to grow my natural resilience, to see what I've made of, to learn and to grow and to become emotionally stronger through all those experiences. That is truly the key and the secret of how to do life. And that is how we grow and build and activate our natural resilience by proactively going out there, inviting these things into our lives instead of hiding or running away. And that is how one defeats chronic illness and autoimmune disorders. Wow. There you go, guys. Jump into life. And it's interesting too, because when we don't jump into life, our thought of or our perception of what it is creates fear. I can't do that. We talk ourselves out of things because they look too hard or there's some risk. Mm -hmm. And then we just never do it. And we sit thinking about, wish I could, should have done. And obviously that creates stress in itself. But when you actually jump into it, you go, wow, this is actually fun. This is not as hard as I thought it was. And I can find solutions and I can find my way through. So that's an awesome thing to do. Okay. Tell us about the first jump you took into life. What was the first thing that you did to start this process for yourself? So the first step for me, Andrew, was that I had to normalize the stress in my life. Again, coming from a background of therapy, which again, I love therapy. It's very helpful for people, but in being a therapist or a psychologist, I was taught that the stressors of my life were unique. And in thinking that the things that had happened in my life in my past were unique to me and really hard and really bad, I actually caused them to be blown up and to become insurmountable so I could never overcome the things that had happened in my life because they seemed so big. And so the first step for me was to normalize stress. And that was a piece of humble pie for me to eat because, again, I thought I was unique. But what I started to learn and realize, and I know this to be true with myself and the students that I've worked with, is that when we really look at it as humans, we all have pretty much the same stressors. Of course, there's some little bits of variance here and there. We all go through in our human lifetime pretty much the same things, losses, changes, disappointments births, marriages, breakups, financial issues. These are all things that not only I will and have gone through, but my ancestors did, the future will as well. And when I started to normalize my stress and started to realize that these life events that happened to me weren't bad or shouldn't have happened, but were just normal parts of life, then I was able to take the greatness and the air out of them and make them into a size that I could actually overcome and deal with. So step one for me was absolutely normalizing stress. That is key. I am not unique. You are unique. <laughs> I think everyone, everyone's yeah. unique, but we all go through the similar stresses, don't we? And we all we seem do. to think we're the only ones that go through what we go through, but every single person. I mean, the That's greatest example is recently is COVID, the whole world. And it's interesting because one of the most comforting things about COVID was that the whole world was going through it. Because when you're going through something on your own, you think no one can understand and there's no support. And But the thing with COVID was I'm going, oh, this stuff's terrible. And then I thought, oh, no, everyone in the world's going through this. Okay, yeah. so there's going to be some empathy and solutions. And that does straight away removes a lot of the stress. It does. Yeah, I love that example, Andrew, because that's true. If we can apply what most of us learned through COVID to really anything, any stress that happens in our life, 
that's what this is about. It's normalizing it and realizing from a good perspective that it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Others are going to going through it and I'm going to be okay. And I can get through it. And that alone takes it into a bite-sized piece where then it's no longer overwhelmingly stressful. Yeah, I love that. And if people listening right now are going through a health challenge, just know that there are other people going through health challenges and there are people that can help. If you're going through a financial challenge, don't worry, there are plenty of people going through financial challenges right now. There's ways out, there's answers. If you're going through a relationship challenge right now, there are people there that have done it, been through that, can help. So it's such a comforting thought to go, okay, other people have been through these things, so I can get through this. And that's wonderful. Now, Josie, this is incredible. And we are running out of time, unfortunately. But I do want to come back to one of the things you said right at the start of this podcast is you were talking about purpose in life. And you said purpose is in you. Tell us about that. Tell us about your purpose, how you found it, what it means for you. For me, Andrew, it was really important for me to, again, take my purpose from being in things and people and accomplishments and take it and start to explore myself and become my own meaning and purpose. And the way that I started to do that was, again, accepting that life was going to be an up and down journey. And I committed to myself to making that journey by instead of running and hiding, going out into life with resilience to learn and to grow, to willingly fall down and pick myself up and to become stronger and stronger through that process. And that's the journey of life that I'm on. And through this journey of life, I learn more and more about myself. I become stronger and more aware and confident in who I am as a person. And that is how I become my own meaning and purpose. Also, in getting to know myself and being my own meaning and purpose, I know why I'm really here. And you have to have what I call a why. Why are you here? And for me, that's to be an internationally known expert on autoimmune and chronic illness. And that's why I'm here. And I know that everything I do in growing and building myself and putting myself out into life, that is me being my own purpose. And I will make it to that why. Now, if I just focused on the external things, I would never make it because I would be making choices to run and to hide like I used to. So again, knowing that my end purpose is to do that, but really just to find myself, to have a good experience of myself, to know that I did my best and then I put myself out into life, that's going to give me the kind of life that I really want. Awesome. And we can all do that. Every one of us, every single person can do that. Yeah. I love that. Just jump into your life and know that you are resilient enough to handle whatever comes your way, you can do it. What a wonderful message. Josie, this has been such a great conversation and I'm very grateful for it. So how do people reach you if they want to reach out, chat to you, be coached by you or helped by you? Yeah, a great question, Andrew. I'm here for those of your listeners who are curious to learn more. Maybe you have a chronic health condition, mental health condition that you are tired of taking the medication or doing the restrictive diets and things of that nature, then reach out to me. What I do is I teach a 10 week program, which will get a person's body in the parasympathetic nervous system where it heals and self repairs. I have a very high success rate. So just know that if we work together, that is the result that you would get. All my students get that and come out the other side feeling like I do. 
Well, they have to do what they're told, though. They've got to be good and they've got to follow their program. Yeah, they got to be good students, but I only work with good students. It's funny. I was a personal trainer and so many people came to me twice a week and never got results and blamed Mm. me because, well, you didn't get me results. Well, what did you do the other 166 hours of the week? That's the question. So people need to follow the plan. But that's great that you've got a path that people can follow and and results that are predictable if they follow that path, which is amazing. If they follow the path. Yeah. And if they want to find me, my niche is Hashimoto's thyroiditis because it's the most common autoimmune disorder for women. And I had it, but please know that Hashimoto's is not the only thing I work with. I work with most all autoimmune conditions and chronic illnesses. And to find more about me, you can find me on my website and that is www.thehashimotosfix.com or reach out to me personally. I love hearing from listeners and answering questions. And my email is Josie, J-O-S-I-E at thehashimonosfix.com. Wonderful. Josie, thank you so much for your time. It's been an incredible conversation. You're doing amazing stuff. Keep up the great work and thank you for your time. Thank you so much. I'm still a little bit reeling from that incredible conversation and how simple life is really when you think about it, isn't it? We complicate our own lives. We create our own stress. We do these things to ourselves. We like to blame other people and other circumstances, but the bottom line is every result we experience in our life is our doing. Therefore, here's the good news. Everything we have moving forward from today, everything we experience is also in our control, which means we can change it in a heartbeat if we simply just follow some of the very simple thoughts and ideas presented by Josie. Certainly, I love that building that inner resilience by just jumping into life and jumping into those things that maybe we're a little bit fearful of, but just do it and you'll realize you can handle it. It's not that bad. And once you do, that'll build your strength, build your confidence, move you from sympathetic into parasympathetic nervous system, get you into healing, get you into joy, help you find your purpose and really help you live your best life. And that's what it's all about. So thanks, Josie. That was a wonderful conversation. If you would like to find her, reach out to her, chat to her, you can do that by jumping on her website, which is thehashimotosfix.com. The link will be in the notes for the podcast, so I'm not going to spell it for you. She's there ready to chat to you and help you in any way she can. Thanks for being a part of this week's podcast. It's been a wonderful conversation. I have loved every second of it. And I know if you were listening, you got some really positive, powerful lessons from it. And I hope it added value to your life. And I hope that you'll take this and share it with people who may be suffering from autoimmune issues or may have some stress in their life. This would be the perfect podcast to send to them. So thanks for that. Thanks for being with me. I'll be with you next week. My name's Andrew Jobling. This is the Wellness Puzzle Podcast. 